This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Welcome along. My name is Vinnie White. I am on News Talk 1010 and I'm on for the next hour talking stuff and things. Yes, it's uh, a sort of news-flavoured pan-fried delicacy with hunks of meaty news and lashings of fiery comedy juice with a side order of lol. Um, you can get in touch with the show on 416-872-1010 or you can text the show on 71010. Good evening. We're live. And uh, first of all, I think I speak for everyone in Ontario and basically most of Canada near the border, which is, you know, most of the population of Canada, when I say, ah, mm, ah, it's warm. It's such a weird thing living here, isn't it? I never get used to it. Last week, we had a pig on the show, which is weird in itself, but what struck me as slightly bizarre, even though we had a pig on the radio show, was the fact that when I went to let the pig in and his owner, the pig was covered in snow, snowy pig. And this week, I was driving today, 24 degrees, said the car. Sexy people on patios. It's gorgeous. Have you been out at all, Patrick, the producer, today? Yeah, it was actually quite lovely. Gorgeous, isn't it? So the patios are packed. If you're thinking about moving to Canada and you've been thinking about it for a while, now you can come. Yeah, come now. It's fine. Everything's tickety-boo. And it's going to be just tip-top all the way through till about November. And then get the hell out of here. And that's how you live in Canada. I've obviously uh, really embraced this culture and uh, weather. Uh, what's coming up in the show? I talked to Amanda Capito, our lo- local news junkie and anchor, about that woman in Toronto Zoo that jumped in with the Tigers. Sort of. It's not quite as rock and roll as that, but it's, you know, it's a slow news day, so everyone's hammering on about it. She jumped one of the fences, which is one fence, slightly too many, but there was another fence between her and a ferocious, hungry tiger. Um, Should she be publicly shamed? Should anyone? These are the questions I'll be posing to Amanda Capito. Also, we'll do a new quiz called Did Kanye West Say This? Where I reveal some of the things that Kanye West have said. Kanye West, by the way, pop singer slash turbo douche. And we'll find out if um, he is as egotistic as I appear. I think he is. It's an amazing story. All that coming up tonight. Uh, I don't have a lot of stories this week. It was a quite interesting weekend, I suppose. I went to Ottawa. I used to live there, so I go back there quite a lot. This is nice, you know, very tranquil, pleasant. Uh, slightly embarrassing because when I rented the car, right, my girlfriend rented it online and she phoned me as she was doing it saying... Can I can I get you to drive even though I'm renting it online? And I'm like, yeah, computers, they can do anything. It's amazing. So she rented it, and then both of us walked in to pick up the car on Friday. And I said, oh, if you wouldn't mind, I'm just going to change. She doesn't want to drive, uh, and I quite like driving. So can I change the driver from... Uh... And they said, yeah, you can add a driver for $30. And I went, well, I don't really want to add a driver because she doesn't want to drive at all. So... Just put me down. And they said, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, but that, but that's that's $30 anyway. So then the girlfriend's like, I don't trust you about this. Because obviously that's how she speaks. <laughs> She's 96. Um, it's a peculiar relationship. And uh, she goes, I don't trust you about this. And uh, Unless she's listening, in which case she sounds gorgeous and very much like a Jessica Rabbit. You know, I asked you about this. But you're still beautiful. 
Um, well, that's what I hear. I think she, she started moaning anyway. Bless her, she had every right. It was my fault. And um, and I said, all right, yeah, I didn't know. So then, like, this really annoys me about the modern world. So the the woman behind the desk for a company which I won't name said, well, what you can do is you can phone our helpline. Well, like, why do I need to phone a helpline when you're here? You are the help. Why do I need a line? You just help me. And she says, no, I can't do that because we're two different organisations. Well, you're not, though, are you? You're one organisation that seems to be discombobulated. So I spent about 20 minutes on the phone to the help, in inverted commas, line, who were incredibly unhelpful and said, uh, no, you'll have to pay a $30 fee just to add yourself as a driver. And I'm like, but she doesn't want to drive. All right, I messed up. I said, how about this? How about we cancel the booking and then we redo the booking? Yeah, in my name. And they said, all right, well, there's, there's a $50 cancellation. Right, okay. Well, let's pretend I didn't show up. How about that? Let's pretend I'm not here, we're not chatting, and I didn't show up. All right? There's a $100 no-show fee. Right. Okay, what can you do to help me? Can you, can you help me? No, not really. Well, because when I phoned, it did say helpline. And she said, uh, well, there's not much we can do unless you're married. And I said, well, I'm not married to her. And unless I'm getting married in the next 10 minutes, which I'm not, then we're still in the same situation, aren't we? And she misheard me because of my accent and because she's an idiot and said, oh, congratulations, that's awesome. So things should be fine then. Just give us a call back when you're married. And I'm like, no, this is the, now I'm in hell. And now while this is happening, that my official place in the line has now gone and there's another argument happening. I feel like it's a common thing in the rental car world. So she, so I ended up putting my girlfriend on, right? And apparently the woman said to her, oh, you must be the wife. Congratulations. This is fantastic. My girlfriend goes mental. She just loses it, which she never does. Well, I mean, obviously if you're living with me, you have to do it at least once a week. But she never does it with other people. And um, so she hung up on her. And then I just I got really stubborn, like overtly, annoyingly stubborn. Because she doesn't get stressed about things. And if she's stressed, then I get proper stressed. Because I'm like, you know, that stupid male protective thing. Ah, you made the lady upset. It's not 1940s. I'm an idiot. I just should have just got on with it. I obviously made the original mistake. Why don't I just suck it up and pay $30? Uh, but obviously I can't do that because of principle. So I said, uh, that's it. You can cancel everything and you can charge my card. By which point I'd already given them my card. I said, forget it. And, uh, and then I walked out. Uh, and then she walked out and said, well, we've got to go to Ottawa, and that's probably the most stupid thing you could have done. And I was like, oh, okay, probably a mistake. Then I realised I left my driving licence there. Oh, so I've done this big show, like this big, You're, you disgust me. I'm a customer. I have rights. You've violated my rights and made a real stupid idiot of myself. Then I have to go back and say, no, I left my driving licence here. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And then say, actually, can I just pay the $30? Did you feel emasculated? I felt absolutely so stupid. I still can't quite believe it. Plus, it's $30, mate. Just get over it. That's not exactly a principle, you know, no. $30. No, it says I've got a, there's, a, there's a marker in my head. Anything above 20, I'll get my knickers in a knot. That's, that's fair. Yeah. If she'd have said 20 bucks, I'd have been all right. But 21, how dare you, you thieves! So anyway, I uh, I then did what I had to do, and I said, listen, I'm actually, now I think about this, I've been a bit of an idiot, and I'm very sorry for my behaviour. 
So I reiterate that if you were in the building and saw a pompous Brit acting like an arrogant idiot, that was me, and I'm sorry. But there we are, we all make mistakes. And they were pretty stupid. So, you know, six of one, half a dozen the other. Dubai news! Have we got time for this? Oh, what, uh, that preamble was so long. Do we need to go to break already? No? All right, I'll do Dubai news, and then we'll do the rest of the show. By the way, I don't think I've even set it up properly. 416-872-1010, if you want to phone the show. And if you want to text the show, please do, 71010. And today's question is, have you ever made a complete idiot of yourself in a uh, setting like that, and can you describe it? All right, just to make me feel better. Thank you. Dubai news. Yes, there's a new Dubai Tower, and it's being built. It's going to surpass the world's tallest building, which is in Dubai. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be taller than the Burj Khalifa, although there's a bit of a twist in this, because actually there's a slightly taller building that's already being built, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, developers have announced uh, plans to build a new tower in Dubai to surpass the Burj Khalifa, currently the world's tallest building and most pointless erection. Uh, MR Properties has now announced the height of the proposed tower, saying that it would be a notch taller than the Burj Khalifa at 828 metres. For context, the CN Tower is 457 metres, so it's not that far off double the CN Tower. Insane. And don't forget, this is a building, not a tower. Bunkers. That's the one that uh, Tom Cruise uh, climbed all over in uh, Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise? Yeah. He's a good man for that because he's quite small, so he'd make it look even bigger. Yeah, you know, like a monkey, you know, climbing mm. on the outside. It's it's exhilarating just to see video looking over the edge. He wears platform shoes. Um, the $1 billion project is scheduled to be completed... Uh, for the Dubai Expo Trade Fair in 2020. They don't mess around, do they, there, when they say they're going to do something? I bet they don't have streetcars where a fellow with a broom has to get out and pop it back on the grid on every corner. I see that every morning on my <laughs> when I get off my it's shift. So, I like watching tourists see it. What on earth is that? Looks like an elongated bumper car. All up and down Queen and King Street. Yeah. Makes the city look real good. Why is he sweeping the floor and delaying all the traffic? Because uh, there's, there's something stuffed down there and he's got to fix it. How peculiar. If I, did I, when I went through the Toronto airport, did I get into a time machine? Um, anyway, it's expected to have residential units, a rooftop courtyard and a hotel. It'll also have an observation deck. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it would be windowless. Uh, the new tower is designed by the Spanish-Swiss neo-futuristic architect who earns more money than a hedge fund manager with an oil company. Uh, and will be uh, supported by a matrix of cables. The new utterly pointless erection won't be taller than the one-kilometre-high tower in Jeddah, I think it is. It's called the Kingdom Tower. That's the one that's going to be the tallest in the world, well, for the next couple of years. Uh, it's in, uh, it's, yeah, it's a kilometre high. They wanted it to be a mile high, but they realised that they couldn't organise the foundations. That's in Saudi Arabia being built currently. That will be the world's tallest building by the time all this stuff's done in 2020. Uh, the construction of the tower in Dubai, though, will uh, be the centrepiece of a redevelopment of Dubai Creek, the heart of old Dubai. Old Dubai? What, what's old Dubai? 40 years old. Uh, the announcement from the government-backed company comes as developers continue to launch new projects uh, amid what experts say is a softening real estate sector and could be utterly stupid. Congratulations. Uh, I spoke to someone who wants to go to Dubai the other day and I got into an argument with them. It was just, their justification was, no, I really want to go there. It's got the world's biggest indoor ski centre. And what was your argument against it? Well, my argument against it is this. They are Canadian. 
right? And they're saying it's got the world's biggest indoor ski centre. Oh, that is stupid. If you leave Toronto and head west to get there, you fly over the Rockies. If you leave and head east to get there, you fly over the Alps. It's dumb. <laughs> I would like to go but to, because of the tall buildings, but to go there to ski uh, when you're Canadian. I would rather castrate myself than go there. It's really? Hard. Yeah, look at this. Hard to find a drink. No history. Painfully hot. You can't expose your lady bits. Uh, its biggest attractions are shopping malls, which I hate. I don't like tall buildings, buildings unlike you. There's nothing more unappealing than an observation deck overlooking what's going to be essentially 20 construction sites anyway. I got to admit, you are talking me out of this. Yeah. All those construction sites, by the way, which have uh, workers on them that... Uh, nearly always have their passports confiscated and their human rights violated by their low-paying bastard employers. I've heard that. That's not good. The human rights abuse is actually is probably the biggest reason why I would not go yeah, there. Yeah, because you're buying into you that would not, just by being there. It'd be depressing because you would see the victims of it. There would be no way not to because it's a s- small, underpopulated city, right? Yeah. In the middle of the desert, which ultimately is, frankly, rather pointless, the whole thing. And it bases its laws on religion, which, by the way, seemed like a great idea a few centuries ago. But we're past that now, aren't we? Yeah, I would probably break the law, almost certainly, accidentally. Yeah. Dubai, to me, is like a sarcastic version of Las Vegas. You know, because Vegas has got a mini Eiffel Tower, a mini Leaning Tower of Pizza, pizza even. Uh, and Dubai has the world, which is, uh, I don't know if you know about this. This was finished some years ago, wasn't it? Artificial islands representing every country in the world in miniature. And I was going to ask you about that. I heard about that, but I couldn't imagine it being real. Oh, it's totally real. I think Posh and Bex have got England. I might be wrong on that. Ugh. Um, but if that wasn't enough, a proposed future development called the universe would depict the entire solar system. No. Thereby making the world sound like a rather diminished prototype before anyone had even moved in. And what kind of a man-made archipelago has been designed by a child on LSD? Who came up with this? They've got six-star hotels, which don't exist. They've just said that they do. And they're shaped like sails or shoes or starfish or whatever they are. Skyscrapers shaped like butt plugs. That's what they've got. So tall that the moon has to bend around them. Bonkers buildings in the desert, constructed by poor and exploited workers. One day they're going to look embarrassing. In fact, I think, and I know this is quite controversial, I think one day Dubai is just going to be a disaster zone of like a ghost city when vines are growing up and desert animals have moved into these stupid buildings. People realise building a city in the middle of the desert is the world's most stupid thing. We'll look back at Dubai like a sort of, you know, Facebook photo of a drunken mistake as though someone's somewhere is going to wake up and groan, oh, God, what have I done? I didn't bankroll a hotel for $200 billion, did I? Oh, God. I shipped the workers in from India and paid them nothing. Oh, God, I was drunk. Looks like it's like a human experiment in ego and stupidity. It looks like an almighty shard of misplaced enthusiasm. A lofty syringe injecting dementia directly into the skies. A short-lived spike. In fact, the buildings probably will look like the spike that was the brief time when Dubai was a success. Just this small, well, large and slightly lonely spike on a graph. I'm not going. This show brought to you by the Dubai Tourist Board. Uh, Why not take a trip to Dubai? All those reasons. 
Anyway, when we come back, I'll be a bit more positive and I'll be talking to Amanda Capito about all things newsy poos. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. She's attractive and intelligent and she presents the news. Many men, they would like to woo. Her name's Amanda Capito. <laughs> It's that's trying, but it's okay. I'll take it. It's clutching at straws at this point, isn't it? <laughs> We've done all the rhymes that we can do. Anyway, she presents the news. She's an anchor, and she's uh, she's quite well read. And uh, at this time every week, we do a little section called Newsy Poos, where I ask her, "How's going on?" So, how's going on? <laughs> <laughs> In that exact voice. Yeah. Yes, every time. I want to start with this, if I may. Just elaborate. I've watched the video. I'm slightly confused. Woman. Jumps fence in Toronto Zoo. Yes. To get baseball cap? Yes. So two, two fences. And so behind the first fence is her cap, which presumably has flown off her head, has it? Yes. And then behind the next fence is a hungry tiger. Yes. So this video is on our website if you don't know what we're talking about. And Toronto Zoo is investigating this video right now. So, yes, there's a two layers of fence. Mm. Fences. <laughs> between the visitors and the tigers mm. at the Toronto Zoo. And so, yes, her hat seemed to have appeared to have fallen in between, and so she hops the fence to go grab it. But you can tell that the tiger is extremely agitated and jumping around and freaking out. And, you know, zoo authorities are now saying they're, the fences are there for a reason and no one should be hopping the fence. I love that we live in a world where someone <laughs> has to say, at this zoo, with <laughs> with tigers and lions. And bears, oh my. I'd, lo- I'd just like to remind people that we did put the fences there so you don't go in. I mean, really, are we at that level now? Yeah. and Please don't use laser pens on the pandas. Please don't <laughs> flagellate a cow. You know, what is it wrong? What's wrong with people? But, but, you know, there's something about the zoo that people, they lose common sense, I think. They see animals, then they're excited. Haven't you seen crazy people do crazy things at the zoo? Yeah. Not even crazy people. I'd say sane people do crazy things at the zoo mm. because, you know, you just see an animal. You're like, I want to pet it. I want to feed it. And, it, like, you're just drawn to it. And I think people make bad decisions. Selfies now as well. Selfies like, with animals. Yeah. Yes. People love that. Try and line themselves up. Oh, go left a bit. I can't go to a zoo since the invention of the cell phone. That's too annoying. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was, When I first saw it, I thought, oh, my God, she's crazy. But. She made an informed decision to jump into no man's land where it was fairly risk-free and although it was pretty stupid, particularly for a baseball cap. I know. It's not like it was half a thousand dollars went flying over the thing. But anyway, let's presume that she'd made a common sense decision to jump it. Was it so stupid? Like if she would have been injured, who would have been liable? Definitely her. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Is it wrong in a way? I don't want her to die, but I wouldn't mind if she just had a couple of grazes. <laughs> Just to teach her a lesson. <laughs> okay, but listen, I've hopped a fence at a zoo before. Yeah. At the Toronto Zoo. What for? Because I wanted a picture with a giraffe. Have you been part of this conversation <laughs> that we've just had? <laughs> you, you, I know. I have to admit that I was one of them. I was <laughs> I was young. I was younger. I was in high school. But I yeah. thought it would be... And this was before cell phones were taking pictures. I had a, I had a disposable camera yeah. that I took on a school trip, a high school trip. And I hopped the fence to be in the fence with the with the giraffe. That's quite foolish. Did, did you agitate the giraffe? No, I think he liked me, and I have a great picture now. So, oh. so what you're saying? <laughs> you're advocating this behaviour. 
There was a fellow in China a few years ago, and they've got a zoo somewhere in China. Forgive me, I can't remember which one it is, but they've got a zoo where you can observe the animals by essentially a ski lift. So you've got a ski lift that goes oh. over the top, so you get a really good view. Genius! Yeah, it's a really good idea, and you can see them, you know, they're not yeah, the too bird's bothered eye view. by it. Yeah, and he thought, uh, I think I'll jump off. <gasps> and he jumped into the tiger's den. <gasps> Now that's just crazy. Yeah, that's and then for real afterwards, crazy. when he when someone said, "Why did you do that?" he said, "I just had a moment of madness." Yeah. <laughs> See, it's it's a thing. It happens at the zoo. Yeah, people go bonkers. People go bonkers. Our what animal is instincts about? come back. Yeah, that's it. That's genius. It's just like you're one with the animals, Doesn't especially with the right. bird's eye view. He's just like he felt one with them. <laughs> I wonder if you could, if you could shoot an animal and then cook and eat it. You'd just go. Sorry, I just I've completely forgot what century we're in. <laughs> I just, just something struck me back to how we should have been so many years ago, hunter-gatherer. Do you not have these feelings, though, at the zoo? Or you say you haven't been in a long time? If I was going to jump in with any animal, it would be a giraffe, because they're my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. But I've right? been, I went on, I had the fortune to go to Africa on safari, so that got my... Oh, yes. You know, you can get a pretty bloody good selfie in Africa. <laughs> That's cool. It's a cool. bit more real. Yes. Is she mad, and will she be punished? Well... They're investigating, quote unquote. So I don't know what that means. It means they don't know who she is and they've watched the video a few times. They're trying to work it out and there's nothing they can do. So what we do have a, a question up on our poll right now at Newstalk1010.com saying, should she face any consequences? Yes or no? What do you think? Uh, no, but... Should she be fine? Off... Should there be a fine? Uh, I'm a big fan of using embarrassment. No, I don't like that. Public shaming? Yeah, well... No, no. Is it wrong? Yes. See, this is where you and I differ. Yeah. I just think, you know, she, she went in there to get a baseball cap. She can keep that on, but let's get a photograph of her and stick her on every newspaper. I think public shaming does a lot of damage, damage that people don't realize until they've been publicly shamed. Yeah. And it can be damage that's that's really, you know, it's psychological and it really takes a toll. And I think it could be a bit extreme. It's it's said to be the the worst punishment. They use it in quite a few Southern American states. Like you read every now and then that petty thieves have to stand in front of their store with a sign saying, "I stole from this store." Yeah. But quite often they're in a situation where they're presented with a two-track system. So they say, "You can pay a five hundred dollar fine, right? Go to prison for two days, or walk up and down for for twenty four hours in front of a shop." Yeah, and I've done some research on this actually because I found it interesting with the whole Twitter sphere where people are able to glom on to making fun of people or commenting on situations and, and essentially shaming them publicly but online yeah. and there was a really great book that came up so you've been publicly shamed by john ronson and he spoke about those kinds of incidents where pe- sometimes it depends what kind of person you are some people who hold that sign and they don't realize how much it actually affects them and even though they've chosen that publicly shamed you know, uh, punishment rather than making a payment. They regret it. Right. And they want to go back and change it because they can't handle it. Sometimes, though, it makes them feel better. And it does actually do some rehabilitation along the way. There was a drunk driver who got sentenced in the in America to uh, walk up and down the street. He killed a family in a car and he had to have a sign saying, I killed X amount of people. But he was saying that it encouraged him. He had people coming up to him, hugging him, you mm-hmm. know, crying with him. And uh, it encouraged him to open up. Um, you know, an alcoholics anonymous house right there, and um, but then others who it, it just destroys them. It, it actually takes too much of a psychological toll where they it's too much. So anyway, I think it's 
It's very much a, it's a, a throwback, right? The scarlet letter, the hangings in the, the city squares. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I understand what you're saying. And there's, it's like many things in life, it is quite complicated. There's a lot of variables involved. It sounds to me like if you have genuine remorse, it yeah. could be beneficial. Right. If you're doing it as a fast track, you think, oh, I've only got to parade around the sign. Then a couple of days later, I don't know if it's, I go so far to say it could affect your mental health, but eh, it certainly could have. I think it would. I do, I do think it would help your mental health. Really? Yeah. Affect, yeah, oh, yeah. Having said that, uh, every time from now on you slip up on the air, I'm oh. going to get you to parade outside no. saying, I can't keep my tongue in the right oh. position. In my... No, I'd never do such a thing. That's so sad. I don't have any authority anyway. <laughs> if I told you to do something, you'd just go, nah. No. Yeah. It <laughs> does go on to our um, next topic quite nicely, though, and beautifully so. I didn't know it would be such a smooth transition. Police in the central city of Da Nang in Vietnam have imposed an unusual school style penalty after catching a uh, penalty excuse me after catching the twen- a 20 year old girl well woman isn't it it says girl here but surely you're a, when you're yes. 20 you're a woman yes you? i would say so yes <laughs> uh, driving one way down uh, uh, the wrong direction of a street okay so what they did local chief police uh, decided that they would give the nervous looking driver the benefit of the doubt after she claimed not to have seen the one way sign and they said, well, if you just sit here on a curb and you can write out 50 times, uh, I promise not to travel the wrong direction on a one-way street again. <laughs> so they got her doing lines. Okay. <laughs> which I used to do at school. Yeah. Every sort of 20 minutes. Actually, Very Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, what's been really interesting is the social media repercussions of this. Uh, more than 3,000 likes on the police um, Facebook page for saying thanks and for not thinking about money all the time and actually, you know, realising educational value. That's nice. I guess that's a, that is a perk to, to that aspect. It's not going to happen here, is it? Well. The amount of money the city get from parking fines and Ugh. all that stuff. You don't think, yeah, you don't think it's going to happen in Toronto? Toronto police saying, I will not park yeah. in illegal parking <laughs> spots 50 times. I'm very sorry <laughs> about a block King Street during a rush hour. Uh, um, so that was that. I did have a police officer once when I was living in North Bay. So this is Northern Ontario, but it was OPP. Mm. I was stopped for, um, I, I, I forget even what it was. It was nothing. It's like I made a, I made a turn where I wasn't supposed to make a turn. Like I wasn't supposed to make a right on a red or something. And I did. Mm. And he pulled me over and I was like, I didn't, I didn't realize I didn't see that sign, but usually you are allowed to make rights. So that's why I didn't know. And he, uh, actually let me off by saying, He'd let me go if I if I paid it forward. He wanted me to. In what to, sense? He's like he wanted me to do something good for someone else, and like unexpectedly, like buy someone. He suggested mm-hmm. buying someone coffee, like paying for someone's coffee in the lineup of Tim Hortons in the drive-through. He's like, if you promise to do that, then I will let you go. I like him. Yeah. But did you? Even if you didn't say you did, because otherwise <laughs> everyone will hate you. <laughs> no, I did. I did. But I didn't. What I ended up happening was I didn't. Uh, I didn't buy it for someone in a, in the line, but I brought coffees for everyone at my at my at my place of employment. Did and you? I told them the whole story. You so did, I just yeah. thought it was a nice like. So they're like, oh, thanks. And you remember, well, actually, and a, a policeman made me do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told them to all pay it forward, and hopefully it started a ripple effect. Indeed. And that is why that policeman single-handedly changed the world, and now ISIS are all resigning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe one day, it'd until be, it gets to them. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> Let's start. There we go. There's a Middle Eastern problems all sorted. <laughs> just start with a coffee and always exaggerate the wave as it goes on down the line. Yeah. Yeah, paint someone's house, take someone's dog for a walk. Have you ever done anything really unexpected and nice? Uh, probably the nicest thing I ever did was for my girlfriend at the time um, by uh, 
you know, going out with her. Oh, my no, goodness. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was quite good, actually. I was living in England at the time, and I got her dad, who worked for MI5, which is a bit like um, CSIS, mm-hmm. I got her dad to tell her that he needed her passport for some work issues, right? Okay. So she gave him the passport. He gave it to me. Yep. So he said he needed security clearance of his kids or something, you know. Cool. Um, so it was pretty good. Very believable. It, yeah. yeah, totally. It had actually happened before, so it was completely conceivable. Yeah. Uh, so he gave me the passport of her, and I booked flights to Italy. Wow. To Bologna for the weekends. They were really cheap, by the way. Like, stupid cheap. But, <laughs> but let's not get bogged down with that. Yeah. And um, so I didn't tell her. And we flew from Stansted Airport, which is quite near Cambridge. Well, it's on the way to Cambridge. So I told her we'd booked a nice B&B in Cambridge, which is very nice, Cambridge. But, you know, it's not particularly... Well, it's all right. But, you know. Yeah. I lived in England. So, right. So, you know, let's get, let's get out of here. <laughs> so... Um, I, uh, it sort of backfired a bit in a way because I turned off at Stansted Airport and said, oh, I really need a pee. And she's like, well, why do we have to go into an airport? And then I'm like That's driving good. into, you know, the park, parking, park and, and then I'm like paying. And she's like, well, why don't you just, you know, with that <laughs> massive, so good. with that huge endowment, why don't you just pop it out of the side of the road? She didn't say that. Okay. That, was, okay. that was what I put into this story. Right. No, but she said, why don't you just have a pee on the side of the road? And I got... Um, I managed to get into the airport and I said, why don't you come with me? We'll grab a coffee. <laughs> Which is amazing that she was still buying into this. <laughs> and then we got in there and I started bringing a massive bag and hers. And she's like, right, what are you doing? I said, we're just going to Italy. Hey. And she went, I love you so much. <laughs> we went to Italy and then we broke up. How beautiful. <laughs> That's my favourite fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Italy was good, actually. We That's great. We went to a little place called Rimini and... Um, yeah, no, it got me serious brownie points. For so, sure. It's a very good idea if anyone's uh, on the rocks. Not that I was on the rocks. You shouldn't always do these things when you're on the rocks, mm. but uh, let's just say it would help if you were. Good recovery, okay. Um, yeah, that's better than a bunch of flowers, apparently. <laughs> Have you ever done anything particularly nice? Um, For, for someone I was in a relationship yeah. with? Yeah, I did a good surprise for a... A uh, boyfriend of mine, and he loved Robin Williams. Mm. Rest in peace. Mm. I did too. And we had actually just started dating, but it was his birthday, and Robin Williams was coming to Toronto. I think actually it was the last time he was in Toronto. Mm. So maybe like, oof, I don't maybe it was like eight years now, <laughs> eight years ago now, seven years ago. He was at Massey Hall, and tickets were sold out, and we had spoken about that. Anyway, I ended up getting tickets off like Craigslist or Kijiji. And then he was working the night, though, that he was performing and so i got i started befriending his employees every time i would go and meet him at work so i started this plan like very much in advance um and then finally work found the one that i was like hitting it off with and being friendly with then coaxed her into covering his shift on a friday night which was very hard to do because no one wanted to cover this shift anyway got her to cover it and without him knowing and i said don't don't tell him and then the night of specifically like just like right when we'd have just enough time to still go and come back for his shift mm. um we left to, and i said i wanted to go get a smoothie same like you something silly i really was dying for a smoothie from france which is across the street from massey hall and i was like please just come with me for a smoothie nice. before your shift he came there was a long line he's like are you sure you want this I'm like, please we're here now let's just wait we'll get it to go and then we get to the front 
And oh, he had put on his work shirt. He needed like a special work shirt, like a little uniform too. So I had grabbed an extra shirt from his from his drawer before we left because I didn't I didn't want him to go to the show with his work shirt. Anyway, so now I have his work shirt in my bag. I'm like convincing him. I'm like, why don't we just sit down for the smoothie? And he's like, I don't have time. I have to go back to my work shift. Then as soon as we sat down, I was like, you're not going to the work shift. We're going to Massey Hall. We're having dinner right now. And then we're going to go see Robin Williams. I've taken care of work for you. And I've yeah. taken care of the tickets. Sick. And, here's, and then he's like, oh, but I have my work shirt. And then I pulled out his shirt. I was oh. like, I have a shirt for you too. And he just like, it was just the best face. You know, when someone's just so shocked and so happy. And at this point, we'd only been dating for two months. And yeah. so he was just, and then the waitress came and was like, hey, can I take your older order? He just couldn't even speak. I was like, you're just going to have to come back in a couple minutes. Anyway, so it was just, it was really good. That's beautiful. I'm smiling even just thinking back to it, even though things didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great show. Loser. How can he not be with you now? I mean, who's going to top that? Who's going to top well, that? Well, in conclusion to this, there was a fascinating study a while ago that I read that was that really proves a lot of the things that we've just been talking about, that you as the giver benefit. Yes. What they did, they gave away uh, on a campus uh, a load of $20 bills uh, in an American campus on a particular sunny day, and everything was great. It was a controlled experiment, and they said, right, here's $20. And they said, go and spend it on yourself, okay? Um and so people, and you have to spend it that day. I mean, no, they didn't follow up. It's not necessarily that important what they spent it on, but various people bought, you know, co- coconut macchiatos, whatever. That's probably about $20 nowadays. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. <laughs> and treated themselves and spent that $20 on themselves that day. But they took all their details. And then afterwards they said, how, how was your day? You know, did it help? And they said, yeah, it did. You know, it was a nice boost to the day. Um, it improved my happiness. And then they said, on what ratio did it improve your happiness? And as much as you can do a scientific study on something like this, they, they took all the data and then plotted it. Then they did the same thing the following week on a particularly sunny day, same sort of controlled experiment. And they said, here's $20. You have to give it to someone else, but you have to give it in a form of a gift. So you can go and buy a bunch of flowers. Oh, okay. And it has to be someone random. So they also, cool. all right, well, I mean, it's not too much of a chore. It's probably a nice thing to do. So off went various people, bought various things, CDs, flowers, etc. And they said, right, if you wouldn't mind giving it away. And also, can you report back with us next week? And so they got this new group of people. And it was a new group of people, so yeah. it wasn't entirely controlled. And they said, how was your happiness that day? And they said, it absolutely blew my day away. It was fantastic. I felt particularly glum. The thought process that I had to go through of buying a gift made me excited to see the reactions of individuals was wonderful so in a sense it did prove that being generous and giving stuff away is actually more worthy and more satisfying than receiving that's beautiful and on that note I would like everyone to go and sell their houses and give them to me and Amanda because <laughs> you will be happier <laughs> inevitably yes. this is how cults start I think <laughs> also get some Kool-Aid and sit in a circle <laughs> thanks for joining me Amanda that was fun thanks Vinny see you next week this is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Oh, it's been a busy, busy week at MrPhotoCanvas.com, uh, which is a company that, I don't know, if, I've probably never mentioned this, have I, Pat? I, don't think I've ever... I certainly have never heard the name MrPhotoCanvas.com before. Yeah, someone told me this week that... Uh... Apparently, you can go there and print out where you can email. You'd think I was used to this by now, wouldn't you? Messed it up already. You can email them, right, these people that I'm definitely not affiliated with. And um, what they do, they they print your photograph on canvas and make you look really good. And maybe your artwork, you know, if you want that reproduced or perhaps, you know, a photograph of, uh, of something that's very close and warm and dear to your heart. And the amazing thing is you can get 50% off if you come and pick up your picture. 
You're kidding me. Yeah, but the problem is I've, I've written it down. I've forgotten what that website was. What was it again, mate? I believe it was MrPhotoCanvas.com. Thanks. I actually think I'm going to use your uh, Mr. You say Photo- that every week. No, but I figured it out now. I'm going to do it. What are you going to blow up? I've got a couple of images, stuff to give to my mum and then stuff for to decorate my uh, condo. Okay. I'll give you a discount. I think we, I think you Ooh. deserve it. All right, don't get carried away. Um, Kanye West, international turbo douche, has been up to his old tricks again. Um, Kanye West has done something quite shocking, I think, here. There's an artist in Sydney that's depicted Kanye West kissing himself. It's really good. It's really cleverly done. So imagine a, a giant picture, I would say probably the size of a double-decker bus, on the size of a, a very large building, and a really cool graphic of Kanye West, who, all right, he might be a turbo douche, but he's a quite a good-looking chap. And he's locked in an embrace with himself. Fitting. Yeah. Graffiti artist Scott Marsh paid tribute to the rapper's, shall we say, narcissistic reputation in March. And that, obviously, in the world of social media, has been tweeted a lot. And so this painting, which is on the side of a wine bar in Sydney, uh, has got quite a lot of publicity. It got back to Kanye, right? After receiving a request to remove the mural from someone claiming to be from Kanye West management, Marsh said he would paint over it, but only if uh, he got paid 100,000 US dollars. So they did. Wow. They paid him 100,000 US dollars to get rid of it. The artist in question, the graffiti artist, quite a talented one, I'd say, said the work has been a glowing example of the power of social media, the internet and modern cult of celebrity. Uh, the, the, this is the first piece of mine to receive a large amount of international attention. It's also my first work looking at the absurdity of the cult of celebrity. Um, also, he says, it's bloody funny. And, and they're paying him to destroy it, and right? They, Not they to take it, yeah. the wall. Yeah, he said, I suppose if Kanye really loves Kanye so much as everyone says he does, then Kanye and Kanye was always going to be right up his alley. Turns out it doesn't look like he likes it, but I got $100,000 to remove it. Doesn't Kanye realise that now, why wouldn't everyone do this? He's going to be having to give out $100,000 anywhere he goes now. I'm going to paint a mural of I'm him kissing himself. I'm going to get a tattoo of him kissing himself on my neck. Make him pay $100 million to have the tattoo removed. Yeah. I'll I, say I'll turn one of the Kanye's into a sexy woman if you give me $100 million. If not, you, narcissist. Man, we're good. Um, God, it's a good job we didn't say this on the radio, so everyone's going to jump on that bandwagon. Whew. So I thought I'd play a quick game with you, Pat, to finish the show. Um, And that game is, did Turbo Douche Kanye say this? I have here a number of things that Kanye may or may not have said over the years. Direct quotes, word for word. And I want you to guess, did he say this? I'll start with this. Did Kanye West say this? I am Warhol. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, Nike, Google, I am them all. Oh, it makes me sick, but he did say that. Is correct, he did. (laughs) Did he say this? Did Kanye West say, I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me and I'm like, oh, great, now I've got to be responsible for a bottle of water. No, he didn't say that. He did say that. I, I have a knot in my stomach. <laughs> One of the weirdest things anyone's ever said. Did he say this? In reality, few people care about me and my mediocre talent. 
he didn't say he should say that he, <laughs> he, but he didn't right he should but he didn't um did he say this you should only believe about 90 percent of the things i say as a matter of fact don't even believe anything i'm saying at all i could be completely effing with you the entire time I hope he did say that. He did, I'm pleased to say. Good, though, so there's yeah. a bit of humble, you know. Uh, well, you say that, all right. Did he say this? I am God's vessel, but my greatest plan in life is that I will never be... A Sorry, my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. I almost said Kanye had a bit of humility, but that he said that. Yes, he did. Ugh. My greatest pain in life is that I'll never be able to see myself perform live. Fact. I've heard his live sh shows are actually quite uh, lousy. So have I. I heard from a friend he bombed at Bonnaroo. Did he say this? I have a shockingly small penis and a huge void of self-confidence in my soul, so I act like a turbo douche in a pathetic attempt to finally feel comfortable with my own stupid inadequacies. Uh, for the fun of it, I'll say he did say that. He should, but he did not. <laughs> Last time uh, I did a bit wish. of Kanye West, I got a load of flack on the text. People saying, just because you're not a good rapper. I love that. that I, I know, and I, it was right at the end of the show, and I never got to say this. So let me say it now in case you're thinking about texting in. I don't proclaim to be a good rapper. <laughs> it's not called Finny White, the rap show. Listen to an Englishman bang on and try and rhyme things. No, he's a better rapper than me. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, did he say, I am weak, I have a low IQ, uh, but I have a wife with a lovely bottom. If you're into that sort of thing. I know he didn't say it because you said lovely. <laughs> he did he would never that. speak so eloquently. Uh, finally, did he say, the media crucify me like they did Christ? Oh, no, he didn't. Patrick, honestly, he did. The media crucify me how like they get, did Christ. I how thought it was the Romans. thought it was the Romans. Yeah. How, how does he get work? How, how does he get work? I, I mean, that's... I just... I don't know. Mel Gibson didn't even compare himself to Christ. No. Jeez. I f yeah, I feel a bit sick. Should we hire a hitman and bump him off? We cer certainly shouldn't talk about it on radio. <laughs> Must turn these mics off before plotting a murder. I always mess that up. Uh, no one listens anyway. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, always a pleasure. Never a chore. I will be back next week. And I should have some quite good tales. I'm going to Vancouver for three days this week. So, And I've never been out west. I've been here ten years and I've never made it that side of the Rockies. So hopefully I'll come back in one piece and have some stories for you. I hope so. Have a really lovely week and enjoy the sun. It's uh, been lovely uh, having a chat with this microphone and uh you know what pat on the back for everyone that texted in some absolutely fantastic text but unfortunately i didn't get time to read them out my favorite i think the person who jumped in with the tiger the jumped in the tiger enclosure should spend a day in it perfect see you next week ta-da <laughs>